I need to introduce a topic that I will pick on uh, next Sunday because time is up. And again, this is a topic on fast fruit, which we've never taught here. But again, as I said, there are times that God speaks to us. And he gives us instructions to teach his people certain principles. Because as you remember, in the beginning of the year, the Lord spoke to us and said he is doing a new thing in our lives. And we said there is a place where God wants to take us. And we said we are taking off. The Lord, yes, wants to do things in our life. The Lord wants to move us from one level to, to another. The Lord wants to bless us with wealth and riches because that's a promise that is in the scripture. And those of you that have, whenever money and wealth is spoken about, your mind quickly goes to something else. Please, don't allow the enemy to deceive you. Someone say Jesus talked more about money than he talks about righteousness. That doesn't mean that money is better than righteousness. But the emphasis is you cannot be complete without food, can you? You cannot be complete without clothing. You cannot be complete without, a sh without shelter. However righteous you are and heavenly bowed you are, if you do not have food, you will be affected. You cannot be effective in the ministry or the work that God has called you to do if you do not have food. Equally, you cannot be effective if you do not have shelter. You cannot live in the street and still be effective as a worshiper. You cannot lack proper clothing and be comfortable to come to church wearing the same trouser that you had last Sunday for four, for four weeks. Sometimes it happens, but that is not the norm. And that is not the will of God. God wants you to prosper and be in good health. That's what John, three, three John, epistles of John, not, is it epistles? The letters of John. Three, verse two, says that I wish that you may prosper and be in good health. And in the Old Testament, the Lord promised the children of Israel wealth, prosperity, Lord, milk with milk with honey in the land of Canaan. He promised all these things to mankind. 
as much as those are the promises and they are there, we need to ask ourselves, how come we are not operating in those promises? Vincent, how come we are not operating in those promises? How come that I am perpetually in need When the Bible talks about operating in abundance, how come that the salary I get cannot take me to the end of the month? That I have to borrow in between. And you borrow from those fellows. They are called what? Shyrocks. Where the interest is larger than the principal. But because you are desperate, you need to survive. You have no alternative. You go there, you take the money. By the time you're paying, the interest is wherever. Whatever you had given as security. It is taken from you. So you even become poorer than you were before. And then we ask ourselves, how come our people are becoming poorer? How come Sunday after Sunday, when we look at the offerings, because we look at it, it's not improving. People are becoming poorer and poorer. Is it that they don't want to pay? Is it that they do not know what they need to do or what is happening? Has God changed? Has He changed His mind? Has He stopped blessing? Has the Word of God changed? The Word of God remains the same. So, where is the problem? The problem then, it is with us, Mama Mwai. Because if we agree God has not changed, remains the same yesterday, today, and forever, His words, His promises are sure. They are true. He fulfills them. But when it comes to wealth, to riches, they are not being fulfilled. Yes, we are receiving healings for our body. When we ask for healing, we receive healing. But when we ask for wealth, it is not coming. The question then is, what is going on? How come we don't have rains? When the rains are supposed to come. Why do we continue to have perpetual drought in the country? What is the problem? Has God changed his mind? Has he forgotten us? No. He's the same God. He still loves his people. He paid so much and we were reminded this morning. That we should not be little comforted. It costed God his only begotten son. So where is the problem? And I'll tell you where the problem is. We do not follow the principles that God gave. And one of the principles that God gave, we must, you must honor him. Let's quickly pick one 
There are several scriptures that I want us to go through, but we cannot go through them. But let's look at Proverbs 3. Proverbs chapter 3. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 9. Honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits of your crops. Just stay there for a while. The Lord says what? Honor the Lord. You honor him with what? Prayers? No. Praise and worship? He's, in this particular one, he's talking about wealth. All your substance. What is it that you hold that is yours? The Lord says, honor the Lord with your wealth. With the first fruits of your crops. Honor the Lord with your wealth and with the first fruits of your crops. Of course, you tell me I'm not a farmer because they're talking about crops. You are wrong. There are other scriptures that talk about what you have, even including your firstborns, including the firstborn of your your. You, 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 are, you are kettles. It is honoring the Lord, making him number one in your life and in the things that you possess. So that what you receive from him, because what you have, he has given you. When you plant and there is yield, he says, before you sit to eat and sell, take the best of your produce. Take it to the house of God, to the priest. So that the priest can receive it on behalf of God. Wave it to the Lord. That's what the Bible says in Leviticus. So that the rest of the produce, including yourself, will be accepted by God. And from that time, you now enter into abundance. It begins with you, with what you have. Praise the Lord. I told you the Lord rebuked me again. Because he said, people till the lad, and that's figurative, because if you don't till the lad, you go to a muindi, you work, and you are paid a salary. 
or you buy clothes and you sell them and you make a profit. Or you manufacture a product and you sell it and you make a profit. So you take that which is God, work on it, it produces, you receive, and you eat it before giving it back to the owner. And then, the question is, and then you ask, how come there is, there is, no, there is no rain? How come we have droughts continuously in our land? And not just droughts out there, but even droughts in our families, droughts in our homes. All of you are supposed to be walking in abundance. None of you should be lacking anything because you belong to God, the creator of everything. In him all things were made and nothing was made without him. Cattle on a thousand hills belongs to him. Isn't it? We read all that. We sing and we say it. But how come my brother You don't have enough. Where is the problem? The problem is with you. The problem is with me. Because there are principles that you do not follow. Simple principles. Get the first. Give it to God. The rest is yours. And what does that do? Let's see it. Honor the Lord with your wealth. With the first fruits. Of all your crops. Let's move on. Then your bands. You know what are bands? Makobi. Stores. Yeah? Then. And look at that. It is. It says then. You know? After you have done something. Then you say then. This is what follows. After you have honored God. With your substances, you pick the choice, the best, not the ones without eyes and legs, because that's what we do. And Malachi talks about it. And you ask yourself, you wonder why then things are not working for us. It's because we do not pick the choice. We do not pick the best. We behave like who? Cain. You remember Cain? Yeah? Abel took the best. But Cain also went and corrected some produce. The Bible does not even say the best. Produce. Because his brother did it. There are some of us also who do it. Because we saw Apostle Joshua do it and he was blessed. So I'm also going to. It's not bad to imitate good things, good, good acts. But if it is not coming from your heart, you're just deceiving yourself. If you give offering so that the pastor or the person next to you can see that you also brought something. Please. It doesn't do you any good. Give out of your heart. Give willingly. And give the best. Stop giving change to God. Stop looking for the ones that are weak and you give them to God. 
you are messing yourself. The reason why you are not making progress, it is because you have disobeyed a principle. My brother Joe said something. That you cannot bear the principle. A principle is a principle. You never change it. You cannot twist it. You cannot bear it. But a principle can bear you. A principle can bear you. Either positively or negatively. Depending on what you do with it. If you fall it to the letter, it will work for you. If you do not fall it to the letter, it doesn't work for you. So it can bed you. It can twist you. It can break you. It can destroy you. Because it is there and it is written. And God is not unjust. He will not change his law to favor you. Because you think you are weak than others. If he says, this is it. If you don't do it, if I don't do it, it remains. I'll be affected. So pastor, why are you telling us all this? Because the Lord told me that the problem is because the problem why we have drought in our country, perpetual drought, the problem why there is no growth, that we see our economy approaching and then it goes down, it is because the church, you and I, are not honoring God. It is not the government that will honor God. They do not understand those principles. But you and I understand the principle. If I do it right, do you know the effect is multiplied. It, it doesn't just happen to you or to DC Gong Road. That effect is multiplied. It affects the company you work for. When you are faithful in paying your tithe, in giving your first fruits. The company you work for will benefit. When others are closing, it will not close. Because there is a, a kingdom representative in that company who follows the principles of God and fulfills them. Because there is a difference between following and fulfilling says, if you are willing and obedient, you'll eat the good of. There is a willingness, and also there is the obedient. All those are scriptures I'm quoting. I think that's Isaiah 119 or something like that. We'll give you those scriptures. Don't worry, next Sunday. Today, allow me to just speak to you. Allow me to speak to you. I'll give you the scriptures on the first fruits. I have them, all of them now here. The problem, where is it? It is with us. But if you do right, then your barns will be filled to overflowing. Praise the Lord. It says to overflowing. That is abundance. Now that is what you call wealth and riches. When it overflows. Wealth, it is not when you have just enough to pay your hospital, to pay your house rent, school fees, water bills, and because there are some of us, when we are able to pay all our bills, and normally we even say, for me, all the, that's all that I want. 
Hii mambo ya pesa mingi niko sawa. Uko sawa namna gani? Uko sawa. Tell me anyone who would not want more money. Tell me anyone who would not want more money. All of us want more money. So you are not sour. Stop cheating yourself. You need overflow. Amen. Your barns must overflow. We want to be able to come to your house and you are able to bless us even though we are blessed. That you say you cannot leave this house empty-hearted. We trying to say no 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 we are okay. We are. No 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 you have blessed me. You have stepped into my compound. I go to my barn because there is overflow and I remove things and I release blessings to you. Now when I miss, miss things, it doesn't have to be unga and whatever. You, because we are in the city. But you may have so much money that you are able to give each one of us a check of a million Kenya shillings or a million dollars. And say, hey guys, you visited me today. Okay? You cannot just come to my house and live like that. Praise the Lord. I am not crazy, people. I am not a, one of those preachers who just preach for the sake of preaching. I am not trying to excite you. That's not what I'm made of. And the Lord knows my heart. I am not after your money. Though I need it. That's not what I'm, I'm after. I am after your progress. Because I'm asking for how long shall I continue to plead with you to buy God, land, and buildings so that we can move from this rented place for how long shall we keep telling you, do it? I'm tired. You know why I'm tired? Because it cannot continue like this. But I must tell you, for you to be able to do it, you must follow the principles. You must tithe, and you must pay fast fruit. So what is this fast fruit we are talking about? Fast fruit is it what the best that you get first. If you are a farmer, the first harvest produce. Pick the best. Take it to the house of the Lord. The rest is yours. The priest will receive it. Wave it to the Lord. That guarantees you. Now, then your bands will be filled to overflow. Whatever remains will continue to produce. That's what it means. What you have given is fast fruit. What remains continues to produce. Because God wants you to come back in the next harvest with more. Hallelujah. That's what it is. For pastor, Mimi, I'm not a farmer, but you work. What did you do with your first salary? Where did you take it? Did you remember to thank God for did you remember to bring it to the house of God? You took it. You ate it. You went. Some of you had not eaten a pizza for the rest of your life. You only used to hear pizzas. And you had vowed, the day I get my salary, and the first thing you went to do is you ate pizza. Then your bands stopped. Then your bands stopped. Nothing else went inside because you put it here. I'm challenging you. Before you put it here, bring it to the house of the Lord. Let us wave it to the Lord. And let's challenge God. We have obeyed you, Lord Jesus. And I dare, you know, let's dare God. 
And I stand as a, as, as a priest in his house. Be honest and be faithful. Then come and tell me, Pastor, I give my tithe, I give my first offering, I give whatever. See, nothing is happening. No, 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 it cannot be. God honors his word. From today, you have heard. We are continuing with this. This is not what I wanted to teach. In fact, I told some people, I want to teach you about the spirit, uh, the, 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 uh, the, the topics on the uh, gifts of the spirit. That's what I had said. I'll do. This month of February. But the Lord said, no. Teach my people. And I got a rebuke because we had not taught you. Now, I have taught you. Now you know. Okay? So now that you know, can you redeem? You redeem. Now that you know. What you have not done, you do it. Next Sunday will give you a chance. Bring your first fruits. If you got your salary and you never gave anything, you ate it. Now go and organize yourself and bring it. Praise the Lord. You want to be to recover, isn't it? When you go to your doctor, na unkona ugojwa, anakutibu, anakuambia hii diyo utafanya, utakunywa hii dawa. Kama unataka kupona. Na mina kuambia, kama unataka kupona, katika maisha yako, eh, utakunywa hii dose ya fast fruit. Amen, utaikunywa. Kama wewe, you, know, you don't never tithe. Mshala yako na shukuanga, yote unaweka kwa mfuko, naenda nayo, nakura yote. And then you are asking, how come I am broke always by 15th, not even by 15th, man of God. Some of them by faith. Hakuna kitu, amekibia kwa shairok. I want to cancel that. I cannot preside over a congregation. Yeah? That is dependent on Shylocks to survive. When we have a God in heaven. Amen? So that's why I'm teaching you this. So, next Sunday, we bring our first fruits. First fruits, include even your firstborns. Some of you, you never went to church even to thank God. Some of you brought children to be dedicated. And I watch you. And you come empty-hearted. I still dedicate your child. But is that what you should do? Is that what you should do? You are firstborn. You are child. Even if it's a secondborn or the thirdborn. You are taking them to the altar. And you do not give a gift to it. Mm -mm. Something is not right. Hey, you pastor, where to squeeze yamekuwa mtu wa mapesa. Wacha niwe wa mapesa. Lakini ni kusaidi. It is you where you takuwa mtu wa mapesa. Kwa mana mapesa itakufuata. Na hiyo mapesa unasema juu yake ikufua. I want to see you happy. I want to see you blessed. I want to see you being able to have abundance. So that when we say we are moving, we have seen a piece of lard over here going for 200 million only. And not a single member of Deliverance Church Gong Road can afford to write a check of 200 million. Isn't it sad? But you can't write a check of 200 million. 
Even two million. Even a million. I have not seen any one of you write one. Now, I, now I'm discrossing things. You see, what, how you measure yourself is what you become. If you have faith of a million, you receive millions. If you have faith of a thousand, you remain mutu amadao. Sinikweli. I'm challenging you. Up your game. Move to tens of millions by faith. Promise God. I can pay 20 million by faith. And trust God that in the next couple of weeks, the Lord will do a miracle. We will not come to you to hold you. It's not us. It's God. If he doesn't do it, you tell him, Lord, I did it by faith. So next Sunday, come. Let's redeem. Come with a special offering for your firstborns, for your first salaries, for your first produce, for that business that you want to do. Just go and talk to God yourself. I'm not giving you any figure. Talk to God according to your faith. But remember also, Whatever you give is done what? There is multiplication. So, if you want multiplication, because if you give one, it is multiplied by what? Yeah? If you give 20 times 20, whatever it is, so it's upon you. Remember, by giving, there is also more. So the choice is yours. How much do you want it multiplied? That will determine what the new. You, you, you give us your first fruit and your tithe. May the Lord bless you. Last Sunday, um, we started on a topic that we have not taught here before, and that's the first fruits offerings. And we said it is important that we do it because the Lord has been speaking to us, to some of us. And there's a question that God asked. You keep complaining of droughts, shortages of rain. But people, when they till the land, they never come back to God to say thank you. That we go, we till the land, we harvest, crops. We never bother to go back to the Lord to say thank you. And then we keep asking ourselves, how come the yield keep dwindling or reducing? How come the weather patterns keep changing? Because we have forgotten a very important principle of Thanksgiving, going before God, or coming to God with the first produce or first fruits of your produce. Whether it's from the farm, from employment, from whatever activity that you are involved in. That which comes first, God says it is 
mind. And we'll be seeing the scriptures that guides us on that. So it is important that we understand some of these principles. Because principles will not change. You cannot change your principle. If God says, I will bless you when you honor me with your tithes and offerings and fast fruits, I will bless you when you do A, B, C, D. If you fail to do what the Lord has said, God cannot bear that principle and say, I'll be sympathetic to so and so, but adventure, let me just bless him. He's not going to bless you. But pastor, I'm still surviving. Yes, you are surviving. That's why you are not living. You are hustling. You are not living in abundance. You are always in need. Your pay cannot take you to the end of the month. Because when you got your first salary, instead of coming to the house of the Lord and say, Father, I am grateful because I prayed for 12 months. Some prayed for two years. Some tarmac for even three years. Some were lucky they were employed before they even graduated. Because that's life. It happens. But did we remember to go back to God and say, Lord, this is the first. But the first is not mine. The first is yours. We had a key first that we read. Proverbs Three, verse 9. Honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits of your crops. Honor the Lord with your wealth. Honor the Lord with your wealth. Then there's a comma, and then it says, what is this wealth that you are honoring the Lord with? It is the first fruits of your crops. Why the first fruits of your crops? Of course, this uh, principle was applied in a Jewish culture. And the Jews were farmers and livestock keepers. So that, that's why it says, honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits of your crops. But of course today, we are not all farmers. We are not exempted. Because we also have wealth. Isn't it? Wealth that doesn't have to be from the farms. Because some of us have no farms. But we have resources. We have companies. That are ours. We are employed. 
we earn salaries. In our enterprises, we make profits. That's wealth, isn't it? The Bible tells us, honor the Lord with your wealth. And how do you honor him? With the first fruits. That is, for a farmer, it is your first time you have planted and the farm has produced good produce. The Bible requires, the Lord says, honor me with your wealth, because this is your wealth. But out of that wealth, give me the first fruits. And it's not just the first. It is the choice. It is the best that you're supposed to pick and say, Lord, I acknowledge that you are the Lord who gave me this. What are we doing? We are being grateful to the Lord. Is the Lord looking for money from us? No. Because how can the one that has given us everything else then needs some from us? So it's really not money that he's looking for. Because in the first place, you depended on him. He gave you the rain. Before he gave you the rain, he gave you the lard, isn't it? He gave you the resources to be able to till the lard. He gave you the seed. Because the Bible says he gives the seed to the sower. Because you are a sower. So he gave you the seed. He gave you the strength to go to the farm and sow it. Whether you use money or you employed people, he provided. So everything that you have has come from him, isn't it? And then he gives you the rains to water the crops. You've no idea how rain is manufactured. If it rains for a few days, you are concerned because your seeds will rot. So what do you do? You take time, you pray. You call people. You talk to the intercessors. You tell the pastor. Pastor, pray. We planted last week. It has not rained. And we pray. And the rain comes. And the seed germinates. And the seed that was one. Grows. And produces. Not one seed. But many. Amen. And that's now wealth isn't it? Because you planted a few. You harvest a lot. It is out of that a lot that the Lord then says, 
out of that, the first fruit does not belong to you. It belongs to me. And therefore, you are supposed to bring it. Honor the Lord with your wealth, with your first fruits, of all your clubs. And then it says, then your bands will be filled to overflowing. What does the first fruit do? Once it is consecrated or given to the Lord, it is set apart. Let me read for you a scripture so that I can explain. Go with me to uh, Romans chapter 11. Verse 16. This is what it says. If the part of the dove offered as fast fruit is holy, then the whole batch is holy. If the loot is holy, so the branches. In other words, if the part that is offered is, it says that part, it, it's like once it is set apart and it is holy, everything else that comes after it, because it's part of it, it is holy. It is sanctified. So when you give your first fruits, you set it apart for the Lord. It is sanctified by the priest who receives it. We said he waves it to the Lord. Before you that has given. And it is accepted as a batch, the first batch. It now speaks on behalf of the rest of the produce. Including the ones that are still not ready and they are producing. Because the, the, prod, the production is continuous, isn't it? That's what the scripture says. So can you, can you then imagine what happens when we fail to set apart, when we fail to bring the fast to the Lord? There's a principle that we violate. What then happens to the rest? The Lord is not with you. You are on your own. And that's why you will toil, you will struggle, and you will even accept the new word from the vice president. And we all want to copy him, Hassler. We keep saying, I'm just hustling. Hustler. Are you supposed to be a hustler? No. Go back to Proverbs Proverb chapter 3, verse 9. And tell, go back there and see what it says. Honor the Lord with your wealth. Can we read together? Honor the Lord with your wealth. With the first fruits of your crops. Next. Then... What does it say? Your bands will be filled 
to overflowing. Just stop there. First. What's a barn? A store, isn't it? It will be filled, it says, then, after honoring the Lord. Is that person's hustling? You cannot be a hustler when your bands is filled to overflowing. You have excess. What you have now is what Jesus called abundant living. Because the devil came to do what? To steal, to kill, and to destroy. But what did the Son of Man come to do? To give life and thus give life what? Abundance. Those are principles. Why have we forgotten, if I may use the word forgotten, if not abandoned? Why have we abandoned those principles and we have accepted that in this life on earth that a man must hustle? There's a difference between working and hustling, isn't it? I'm not saying a man must not work. But when we start hustling, struggling to make ads meet, borrowing, praise the Lord, no, let's, let's, let, let's worry. Let, let, let's, let's face it. Honestly. Because there are some principles we have accepted, but they are not biblical. The Bible says, whoever borrows is a slave to the ladder, isn't it? So, you are a slave to the one that has led you money. But that's not the way the scriptures the scripture doesn't classify you as a slave, as a child of God. You are a child of God. You are supposed to live in abundance. You are supposed to be a leader, not a borrower. Isn't it? We shall lead and not in our midst there shall be no barrenness. Those are the scriptures that we read. But how come there, there is barrenness in our midst? In our midst, in Israel, there shall be no miscarriage. How come there are miscarriages? Business aborts. We start something doesn't go to the edge. Come on. We need to find out why. And that's what we are doing today. We are asking ourselves that question. Why? Is there a principle that we are not following? Is there a principle we are not following? Yes, there is a principle we are not following. Let's go to Malachi. Malachi is the last book in the Old Testament. Chapter 3. Let me start from verse 6. It says, I the Lord do not change, so you, the descendants of Jacob, are not destroyed. Ever since the time of your ancestors, you have turned away from my decrees and have not kept them. 
Return to me, and I will return to you, says the Lord Almighty. Then there is a question. But you ask, how are we to return? How are we to return? Will a mere mortal, will a man rob God? Yet, you rob me. That's a question. Say, return to me. And then people are asking, how are we to return to you? And then he asks, will a mere man rob God? Yet, you rob me. Can you imagine how strong those words were when they were being spoken by God to Malachi? Does a man who is mortal before God have the capacity to rob God? Can a man be able to rob God? Really? But then God says, but you have robbed me. That you have gathered strength and dared an arm robbery against God. That's exactly what the scripture is saying. But how? Have you robbed God? But you ask, how are we robbing you? The Bible says, in tithes and offerings. That's what God is saying. When you do not pay your tithes, when you do not give your offerings, you are robbing God. Pastor, why are you using those strong words? I'm not. Read the Bible. They are there in the scriptures. I didn't write the Bible. You believe it, isn't it? Don't you believe your Bible? You believe it. It is written there. The God is asking you a question. Why are you robbing me? Please. You can see the faces are so serious. Why? Wow, God is asking this question. Why are you robbing me? Turn to your neighbor. Look at them. And ask them this question. Why are you robbing God? Of course, if you are not robbing him, you don't have to worry. But if you are robbing God, the question has been put to you. Do not answer. You can only answer that back to, to the Lord. But you ask, how are we robbing you? In tithes and offerings, you are under a curse. That's the word of God again. Because a robber is under a curse. What do we do when we fight robbers, when they break at us in, in our houses? We release words, isn't it? Again, is them. Yeah, we release curses. We say, may they be arrested. And the Lord is saying, now, look, then you are under a curse. So you're asking yourself, how come I'm always hustling? How come my salary cannot go to the end of the month? Find out. Could you be under a curse? And then it also says, your whole nation, because you are robbing God, not just you, but the entire nation. I want to speak about that. How do we affect a nation? And I'll tell you how we affect a nation. Jesus said these words, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Isn't it? The church 
belongs to Jesus. And the church on earth represents Jesus. Represent the kingdom. Isn't it? If the church is not doing well, you do not expect the nation to do well. You agree? If the church is poor, the nation will be poor. It's true. It's a principle. Why? Who prays to God? It is the church. Whom did Jesus represent? Whom does this Jesus represent in heaven? It is the church that he died for. Who is the church? It is you when you believe. And he represents you in heaven. No wonder the Bible says he is our advocate. When we are in need and we call, he hears us. Now, when we are not doing what is right, what happens? We cannot be able to call upon the name of the Lord. Because a robber cannot be able to call upon one that he has robbed, isn't it? You do not seek help from the one that you are stealing from. Pastor, I'm trying to help you. I love you people. I'm also speaking to myself. Why? Because we want God's favor and blessings upon our lives. We want God to bless our nation. We want our country to prosper. But it must start here, not outside there. There, they do not know those principles. But let me shock you. Those that understand and they know them, when they obey, they work for them. Because a principle is a principle. Give, it shall be given back to you. Surprisingly enough, some of them understand it. And they will never rob God. They will rather do anything else. But they will always make sure they pay their tithe. They don't go to church, but they, they said it to church. Some of them use their mothers. Others use their wives and children. Take this to the church. But for them, they will not. Why? Because what they are looking for, they know when you do that, there is a reward. And they believe it. And God honors them for that. But what about you? Who knows the truth? And you do not do, do the truth. You don't do, no, I mean, obey the truth. It will affect you. May God help us. Very quickly, um, Let's go to Leviticus. Okay, not, let's not start with Leviticus. Let's look at the significance of past fruit offering. God instructed Moses to expose the secret of overwhelming blessing to his chosen nation of Israel. This, he instructed Moses to teach them the principles Of blessings. And this is what we are doing. Moses obeyed God by stat stating the conditions 
president to man enjoying God's overwhelming blessings. If you got the book of Exodus 23:19, Leviticus, the Exodus 23:19, 29. If you got the book of Leviticus uh, 23:10, the book of Numbers, the Deutero- in the book of Deut- Deuteronomy, Moses stated these principles of fast fruit fruits offering. Actually, it is said it is not less than 13 times in the Old Testament. So let's see Exodus 23.19. 23.19, bring the best of the first fruits of your soil to the house of the Lord, your God. What does it say? The best of the first fruits of your soil to the house of the Lord. So, the first fruits we are being taken to the house of the Lord. Do not... Okay, forget about the, that, 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 that other bit. But uh, go to 22.29. Exodus 22.29. Those are details now of some of rest. Let's not go to that. Do not hold back. The first one tells you what? Do not hold back offerings from your granules or your fats. Why does it start with do not hold back? Because man has the capacity of holding back. So he has to be reminded. Do not do what? And that's what we are doing today. Because some of us have been holding back from your granules or your fats. You must give me the firstborn of your sons. I want you to note that. It is not just the first fruit of your produce. The Bible also talks of your sons. Like Paul now. The latest. The first fruits of your son has to be given to the Lord. I want you to go to Exodus again 13. Exodus 13. Are you there? Exodus 13, verse 2. Consecrate to me every firstborn male. The first Offspring of every womb among the Israelites belongs to me, whether man or animal. But how do you give the firstborn? Check with me, Exodus 13, from verse 11, I think, yeah. And this is what it says. After the Lord brings you into the land of Canaanites and gives it to you. Remember they were coming from Egypt and they were to be given a land. As he promised on oath to you and your forefathers. Do what? You are to give over to the Lord 
the first offspring of every womb. So not just the produce. The first offspring of every womb. If you have cows, you have goats, you have uh, whatever it is, including even donkeys. But I'll show you the, what, a, what a donkey used to be done. You are to give over to the Lord the first offspring of every womb. All the firstborn males of your livestock belong to the Lord. Then verse 13. Redeem with a lamb every firstborn donkey. Okay? Why? Because a donkey was not considered a clean animal to be offered as a sacrifice to the Lord. But because it is part of the animals in your household, if it is not redeemed and it is not offered, it is cast. And that which is cast, even among the holy things, it contaminates everything else. So what were you supposed to do with it? Redeem with a lamb, the firstborn of the donkey. But if you do not redeem it, break its neck. In other words, kill it. And then it says, redeem every firstborn among your sons. Because the sons, Paul, Sean, need to be redeemed. Otherwise you give him to the Lord. As Hannah gave Samuel. Yeah. You know Hannah did not redeem Samuel. Hannah had made a promise. I will give. And he gave, she gave the Samuel. But for you because you do not want to give your child. Your firstborn. To the Lord to serve in the church. What do you do? You redeem. Did you redeem? Your firstborn. Now, if you never did it, you have an opportunity to redeem with an offering. And it's upon you to make a choice. What type of offering am I going to redeem my son with? What value do I attach to my firstborn as I redeem the firstborn? So these are some things. That's why I say there are some principles that are there which we never obey because we were not taught. But now that we know, we need to start obeying them so that when God gives you a child, don't just bring the child for dedication empty-hearted. Come with something to redeem that child. Otherwise, then you need to give the child to the Lord. You go and read for yourself. Redeem your firstborn among your sons. Now do you understand then how, why you, you need to redeem your firstborns? Okay. Let me give you some scriptures. All. Let me mention a few things. And then we shall close. Why do we give first fruits? Fast fruits are offering. Fast fruits offering must be taken to the Lord's house. We're not going to read this, but take 
you can you can write Exodus 23:19 Exodus 34:26 The first fruits offering must be delivered to the priests of the nation in other words it is the priest who receive the firstborn the first fruits and he weighs them to the Lord that is found in Leviticus 23 verse 10 The first fruit offering shall apply to all man all man engages in for livelihood. That's Deuteronomy 18.4. We, we talked about that. It is not just the farm produce. It is everything that you are involved in. And then, and this one I want to read. Go to Deuteronomy 26.10. The giving of first offering must be accompanied with worship. So that is not just giving. We are not just doing a ceremony. A religious ceremony. It's worship. Are you there? And now. I bring the first fruits of the soil. I'll ask you to 26.10. Okay. Okay. And now I okay, let's 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 lead it from Okay, let's okay, we'll pick it from there. I think we'll see what I and now I bring the first fruits of the soil that you, O Lord, have given me. That's the one who is bringing it. You know, okay? Now I bring it. Place the basket before the Lord, your God. And then, then do what? Bow down. In other words, you're not just bringing. You are coming to worship God with your first offering. So, when you bring your offering, it must be accompanied by worship. Okay? So, we are not just doing it to fulfill a religious activity. It's a way of worship. And anything that helps me or helps you to worship God, it should be encouraged. Because why are we on earth? Our main objective is to be worshippers. And whenever there is an opportunity, if we are to worship God with our first fruits, so be it. Amen? And then when is it offered? It must be offered once and during each cycle of harvest. Every time you are harvesting, Every season you are harvesting, you need to take the first fruit, which was eerie in biblical time. Nehemiah that 10, 35. And then it says, it must however be noted that in situations of multiple planting, because there are some of us who plant three, four times, don't say because I gave the first planting, I'll not give again. It is for every harvest. And then, First fruit, what does it mean? In Hebrew, the word is Bik Kurim. Bik. Bik Kurim. That's a Hebrew word for it. And literally means promise to come. And there is one who never breaks his promise. That is God. In other words, God is saying, when you give your first fruit, which means promise to come. It ushers 
the way for the promise to come. The rest of the produce. So there's no way you will honor God with your first fruits and then not get the promise that is to come. And in this case, the promise that is to come is the Lord has promised abundance. The Lord has promised increase. Have I obeyed? Yes. So what am I expecting from the rest of the produce? Bumper harvest. Overflow. And that's what our key first that we're going to close again with. Proverbs 3 verse 9 talks about overflow. Overflow. Are you there? Omepotea. Let me read for you. Oh, you're there. Okay, let's go back to nine so that we can tie it. We're now closing. Honor the Lord with your wealth. Honor the Lord with your what? Is there anyone here who doesn't have wealth? All of us have something. In fact, there's a scripture in the, in the Bible, time does not allow me to go to it, that says, do not come to the Lord empty-hearted. In other words, each one of us has a capacity. And that is why in the Old Testament, even the poorest of the poor were allowed to come to the Lord with pigeons. You just go to the field and catch a bird. Yeah. The only assignment is you have to run and catch it. If you have no goat, if you have no ram, you have nothing. The Bible says do not come to the Lord empty-hearted. Bring something to the Lord. Because it's a sign of worship. So, honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits of all your crop. Then, and this is where I want you to notice, when we do this, when we obey these principles, when we stop robbing God and we are doing what is right, then our bands, all your bands, your stores, your bank accounts, will be filled to overflowing and your fats will brim over with new wine. Praise the Lord. What does Jesus say about giving? Give and it shall do what? Come back to you. Doing what? Uh-huh. Press down, shaken together, Running over. Those are the words of Jesus. So he was emphasizing about giving. So is it a loss when you give? No. Is it a loss when you give more? No. Because there is a principle of multiplication. But the Lord requires. He gives you the minimum. It's 10% of your income. He allows you to use the 90%. When it comes to the first fruit, it is the first fruit. Go. That, that one is left to you to go to the field. It doesn't require that everything that you harvest, you bring it. No. But if you want to do it, you can do it again. There is no harm. 
If you say, my first harvest, I'm giving it to the Lord, that's okay. But the requirement is, go and pick the best. Like, don't, don't do it like he came. Give the best like Abel. Then you'll be accepted. And then you will reap the benefits, the blessings. We'll close it there.